travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the style. It's weird because in college I had a mustache. <laughs> the romance. And she says, Mama, no! And she covers up her boobs and she ran back and put a shirt on. And the discomfort. When you need to get something out of your head because it's imprinted in your brain. Puppies, 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 puppies. <laughs> because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Stuck in the 80s. It's our brand new podcast on TampaBay.com. I'm Gina Vivanetto, columnist for TBT. Hi, and I'm Steve Spears, the online news editor for SPTimes.com. Um, what are we going to talk about today, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what are we doing sitting in the dark in the Spears lair? It's the 200th episode of Stuck in the 80s. You wanted to celebrate. I can't think of any better idea than episode 001, me and Gina Vivanetto. Dude, that show sucks. Plus, it smells like kitty litter and loneliness in here. I thought we were going to have a party. You have a better idea? Yeah. How about a little something like this? Hey, hey! I love it. Episode 200. That's crazy. Welcome, my friends, to the magical experiment that is called Stuck in the 80s. I know. It says 200 shows. Jeez. And how do we honor it? With a drunken clip show. Yeah. Hey! Because recording a show at the lair can't go wrong. <laughs> Never. You know, I haven't been in the lair, in the Spears lair, for about a year. And the only thing that's changed <laughs> is that there's a cat here now <laughs> who licks his balls more than I do. <laughs> he What's going on? He doesn't have balls. He's fixed. It's like a quadruple-jointed cat. Really, all it does <laughs> is lick itself, but it like puts its leg. It's amazing. You're just jealous. And the cat likes me. He's like trying to steal my drink. <laughs> He's trying to steal all our drinks. He's yeah, an alcoholic. Yeah. Anyway, well, it's great to be back in the Spears lair for this, uh, you know, this gala occasion. I love it. I only came because I thought Ad-Rock was going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Damn. Okay. So uh, what we're going to do today, special uh, 200th episode, we, we, we've right. made a, a lot of ideas around. Lonnie. Lonnie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sober. Actually, I'm, pretty, I'm working on it, but I'm, I'm, I'm relatively sober. For we, have, we have a trivia qu- quiz that we'll hit you with. We have clips that uh, from the top 10 podcasts of all time, as chosen from our fans. By the listeners. By the listeners. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Not our top ten. No. Frankly, be there's a few omissions there that I uh, have. I, I would put Woe Pat seven. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of four. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, we have. Uh, it's great. I mean, we've, we've, Steve has done a lot of production work this week because we got ten of our favorite uh, uh, fans turkey. to record intros yep. for each show. Uh, and you'll hear some special guests on there. And we go back. It's a clip show, but it's a clip show plus. We have a lot, like all of our best moments. You're going to hear the mom and no story again, again, uh, again. No, but in its raw form. We get to hear me cry yeah, again. again. In fact, what's the over under on Steve crying tonight? Um, I just want to thank you guys. I, I love you. I can't believe my cat's licking its balls again. 
Really? Uh, look, he's still licking, for Christ's sakes. What's going on? Actually, it's a really nice cat. It is. It, it, my cat is Nick Rhodes. Nick Rhodes. Nick Rhodes Spears. No. no. You actually have you some nice that? fancy art in here now, too. Yeah, mm. uh, there's a portrait. Uh, that uh, is a Rubik's Cubed painting from That's an artist. Uh-huh. Right there. A Devo poster. A Douglas Devo Arthur poster. would love that. I'm yeah. digging the Seven and the Ragged Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. Album covers, Ferris Bueller poster. It's been. Uh, the Jenna Jameson poster, Very tastefully nice. uh, framed. <laughs> I you went to Michaels and spent like $200 yeah, on I that? I smoothed out the little creases. Yeah, oh, I, oh, did. I bet nice. you did. I take that one down when mom visits. But it looks great. And we have the maestro back. How about a hey! shout out? Woo! We have the maestro. Dave Morrison is doing all the sound. So if I uh, you know, get too loud, it's his fault. I'm sure you're already too loud. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's get the countdown started. What do you say, gang? I say let's do it. All right, here we go. Number 10. Hey, Stuck in the 80s Nation. It's Bass Notes from Chicago. I don't know how episode 189, my fantastic Peter Gabriel podcast, did not make the top 10. But here in number 10 is the Michael Jackson Thriller podcast. So I, when I was 12 years old, and I was in, what's that, when you're 12, it's about fifth grade, sixth grade maybe. It had to be one of the two. And, you know, when the high school, every Friday or like every other Friday, there's the uh, the dance. You know, your parents dump you off the yeah. dance and you go and everyone's bu- a bunch of wallflowers. And I remember, you know, uh, Julie Rothrow was my crush. crush in, uh, I lived in Western Massachusetts. And our Julie and I danced into a, a Death Leopard song, but one of them that starts slow. Well, because he only had in. one arm, so they were all slow. I think the drummer had, had both arms back then. But anyway, I, you know, it was. Uh, but but I remember once at one dance, they threw on the lights. Everyone's like, you know, kind of squinting from the glare, and they're like, "We have a special presentation." <laughs> oh no! Rob Rains, who's this kind of uh, small, like wiry, uh, uh, redheaded kid. <laughs> Rob Rains has a special dance performance. <laughs> and everyone's like, what the hell? And Rains was kind of quiet, didn't really have a lot of friends, but this is his moment to shine, oh, you know? His 15 He's like minutes. 12, 13 years old. And so all of a sudden, like Billy Jean kicks in, and Rob Rains comes out in the, in the, in the zippery jacket and the one white glove, and he starts doing this dance to, to Billy Jean. And everyone's like, what the is, is Reigns doing, you know? But slowly we realized that this kid's dying out there. He's got to dance it. Not really doing a lot of good moves. And everyone kind of gathered around Rob Reigns and started clapping. You know, and eventually it was over and everyone kind of patted on the back and the kid just went off by himself again. Like, that was his, his you know, his oh, moment of fame. And uh, wow. I guarantee that Rob Reigns drinks a little bit more than he should these days <laughs> basically because of that and he, memory. And he flashes back yeah. to that moment. So anyway, I don't, you know. So, wow, but, that but takes a lot it, of Rob guts. Reigns. Yeah, but that's how much people love Michael Jackson yeah. back then. <laughs> you know, I gotta say that the thriller episode uh, is probably the first one I remember, like the three of us, Steve, yeah. Kathy, and I. Being really, really good, like yeah. I mean, oh that, yeah, like we got done with that. We knew not to overthink it too much, but we knew that that was a great yeah. show. In fact, I'm surprised that I the know. listeners voted that number ten I because know. I might even have that up higher. I would, I definitely would. That I was felt the- like that was the first time that we really just gelled. I remember yeah. after we, we felt so good about it, we went to a Cano Lodge and we had three-way sex. Oh, puppies, puppies, puppies. Nah, no, that's not and I, you right. know, The thing is, is that over the years since we've, we've been doing this, uh, people from Westford, Massachusetts, where I grew up and where Rob Rains did his famous no, Billie no. Jean dance, 
more and more Westford people will be like, man, I had no idea. Yeah, I'm from Westford, too. So there's a good chance Reigns has maybe heard this oh. show. And I, I said that out of love, though. I was very compassionate. We gathered around Rob Reigns, and we lifted him up on our mighty shoulders. That whole scene just reminded me of something out of, like, Freaks and Geeks. I oh, could well, that's like, all right. Like you know what? I'm both. Like I'm both. John, I don't care. John... I'm a freak and a geek. Or like a John Hughes movie. It was. Yeah. It was a Rainsy. sweet moment. I'd love to know what rain, Rains, Rob Rains, if you're out there. I mean, when you look back on that, are you proud of that moment? Are you wistful? <laughs> or, or, or are you looking like at the bottom of a yeah. <laughs> Or like just, do you have a taste for wild turkey? <laughs> that was a little bit it like glee, though. That was like a glee moment. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. At the soundtrack? Yeah. But it was nice because kids are really mean at that age. But instead of saying like, ha ha, loser, we gathered around oh, him. No. It was the nice. magic of I'm Michael. I'm tearing up. I'm the first one to cry. <laughs> first one to cry. Who had, who had Daly in the pool? I Nobody. didn't. Am Nobody. I loud? <laughs> <laughs> is this mic on? Have you guys shut me off yet? True or false, this is the oldest episode in our top ten. Uh, true. Kathy? True. False. Ooh. Oh. Uh, there is one, there's there's one, one show yet coming that's just a little bit older. This is uh, episode 49. Oh, was that? Was wow. From uh, 2006. Wow. So, and how weird, Lord, too. Was... We did that. And, well, now he's Michael's not even that with was us. four years ago. I've yeah. known you for four years, Kathy. Yeah. yeah. How have we not hooked up yet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really sad, too. We Usually, never... any, any woman in my orbit, I'm <laughs> exactly. banged by. No, no really I'm just kidding. That's terrible. Yeah. I'm just kidding. One of the things we also did on the blog today, we, we put 10 trivia questions out there to, uh, to our fans asking them. And there are 10 trivia questions about the podcast. And we said whoever gets the most number right, will, we will honor at the end of the show as the ultimate Stuck in the 80s fan. And so here's how I'm going to make it work. One question after each clip. And some of these questions will be answered in the course of the uh, podcast. Are you ready? Don't answer. These are just for the listeners. Dude, I have no recollection of any show you should I've know. ever done. No, this one it's you should true. This Michael one, Keaton. This I'm one, still bitter. You really should know. Okay. okay let me <laughs> see if I can get this one. Question number one. Yes. We'll answer it after the next clip. Okay. Question number one. Everyone knows that the stately condo in which Spearsy lives is nicknamed... The, the Lair. Lair. Spears Lair, sure. But what is the nickname for Sean's home in Clearwater? Think about that. It's time for our next clip. Number nine. Stuck in the 80s, lovers and friends, there's no one like you. This is Marissa from Kankakee, Illinois, to finally get Spearsy to lick it up. When Sean wrote to me pleading to be part of the 200th show, I thought, well, look what the cat dragged in. I told him to talk dirty to me, to which he replied, baby, just call me Dr. Feelgood. And after the long, cold winter in Illinois, I have an appetite for destruction. We went round and round. So here I go again, introducing your number nine podcast in the countdown, the hair metal episode. Back in the day, back in the 70s, when they were at their height of their... Uh you know, popularity. I was the biggest Kiss fan on the planet. I had uh, all the albums, Kiss Alive too. My friends and I would all dress up as Kiss and stage little mini Kiss concerts in the bedroom. Would I was dressed up. Would you put makeup on? Yeah, we like Come steal. On. Yeah, steal our mom's makeup. You know, use all whatever we could find. I, like I, mascara. I could do like you just put blush on. You were like the reddest bunch of. Uh, well, lipstick would be, would work for anything that was red. But yeah. for, I could do Gene Simmons's eye makeup. Incredible. 
And then we would take tennis rackets and we would glue these fake guitar fronts onto them. So that would be our instruments. <laughs> oh, that's kind of And then cute. all our little sisters would come in and we'd give them the little show. Like, the, you know, here's the fake kiss. And they would always go crazy when the fake Peter Chris comes out to sing Beth. <laughs> you had that too? Oh, my God. My sister to this day is like, oh, I loved it when your friend sings Beth. Oh, really? Yeah. Your hot sister? Yeah. Stop saying my hot sister. She is. Real? I'm going to sing Beth to her. That'd be great. You look like Peter Chris. <laughs> oh, that's not cool. And I hope you'll be all right. Because me and the boys will be playing all Nice to know I've been hitting on your sister for that long. I know. It's been a while, though. We can well, face- yeah, because I got like a restraining order. You guys had like a family dinner, yeah. and my name was Mud. I thought we weren't even allowed to discuss No, like the, the, the sister's boyfriend wants to beat my ass. Boy, it's, a, it's called her husband. Whatever. It's called her I don't understand that whole husband. marriage thing. Yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, the old hair metal episode. Oh. No recollection. No re- I, I got Peter it. Chris. It's this static. This was an overwhelming pick. For, for top ten, a lot of people loved this episode. I, I don't, I don't really remember doing it. Really, and you remember wow. everything. Yeah. This is one of those ones we did out of like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna throw, we'll throw you a bone. But here's the thing, I love, I love hair metal. Even Kiss is like kind of glam. You pop say suburban dirtball twelve times during the show. I like, love. Well, I'm a suburban dirtball. I'm proud of my roots. You look like a metrosexual. <laughs> you don't look like anything <laughs> like that. I'm in a weird position say. over here on the corner of the couch. The, the, the ball-looking cat is like on my elbow. What am I supposed to do over here? I don't know. There's like an ocean between us. <laughs> Maybe I'll close it ocean filled right with three Mexican. I'll hop in a boat and come on over. Filled with three Mexican blankets. <laughs> I know. It's like the going What's with all the... What, did you go to Tijuana lately? What's with all the Mexican blankets? Actually, we were in Mexico at the same time. time the on same different day. boats. Is this the show where you finally <laughs> reveal to the audience that you two have... I just want to say passionate the love. copy of the Notting Hill soundtrack you found in my room. Oh, Her, yeah. So I go with hers. Hers. I would never own the Notting Hill The first soundtrack. leap of the show. I, I love say, it. I, I am sp- pissed that you would even say it's mine. You are so... Ugh. Yeah, what is that? She's, I go I into your she room. disagreeth too much. <laughs> Who's Notting Hill soundtrack is that, dude? I, I think say- it's my ex-wife's. Really? Hill. I which don't even one? remember what songs <laughs> number two. are on it. Oh. Number two. Oh, crap. Please. You know what? Number two. Which one? It might be number one. God. Ex-wives, ex Well, maybe number two was pissed that you had up? it in the bedroom. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, honey, I got to hold on to it. <laughs> That's all I got left. I would think that if you're going to make fun of anything in the lair, it would be the map of the Mayan world that I have hanging over my computer. Once again, another Mexican room. What the hell? Yeah, what's, what's going on, Tijuana, Tim? You should be one of those Yergas. Remember those like bad <laughs> yes. Yerga things they'd wear in like 1984? Yeah, yeah. You still have one. It's right next to no. the Notting Hill soundtrack. So who who here got the answer to uh, trivia question number one? What is the nickname of Sean's home in Clearwater? Does anyone know? I would it? hope Steve knows. I mean, Sean knows. Uh, I do believe it's the Daily Mance. <laughs> it is the Daily, Mance. Yeah, the Excellent. Daily Mance. Yes. Mance. You guys ready for question number two is here. Okay. Bring it. During which episode does Sean make his first appearance? 
God. Not necessarily a co-hosting oh, job. Okay. First appearance. I remember. I don't remember what show it was. I'll be honest about that. But I remember saying like three things. I was very meek. Like yep, yep. I was very aware of the. Wow. The, look at the, the maestro is looking <laughs> at me. No, I really was. If you go back and listen, I think I said like five words. Yeah. Probably. Like I'm very uh, intimidated. And then all of a sudden, a couple shows later, I blossom. <laughs> like blossom. a beautiful flower. Oh, yes. Stu on that <laughs> one. I eat the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Stu on that one for a while while we play you the next clip in our top ten countdown. Number eight. Hey, everyone. This is Brad Williams from L.A., a longtime listener to Stuck in the 80s. I am a proud member of the class of 1985, and Sean and Steve are of my tribe. Listening to this show is like hanging out with people who share my point of view and experiences, and I think they do a great job of reminding us where we came from and what makes 80s Nation great. But now, I have the job, nay, the honor, of introducing the number eight show in the Stuck in the 80s Top 10 Countdown, The Red Scare in the 80s. Well, now, now, let's be fair. Let's be fair. Top Gun is always going to be high on any Navy man's lists of, of great movies. And, and, and whether this is a coincidence or not, I'll let, I'll let uh, you be the judge. But Top Gun was released in May of 86, and I would say within 10 days, I was uh, in the Navy. Oh, wow. Good little reveal there, Jeff. And, 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 and that was uh, – uh, and I, I don't know when I saw – it was about just about the time that I signed on the dotted line – that uh, that I saw Top Gun, uh, and I'm not going to say that that's why I joined the Navy. I can certainly say that uh, uh, not a bad recruiting tool. That little film, it was uh, the more the the planes or the Kelly McGillis. Uh, more the planes, actually, yeah. than Kelly. Nothing. nothing what do you think of my Kelly McGillis impression? Yeah, that's pretty much why it was more the planes. <laughs> I'm now that impact is now going to factor retroactively into my memories. Thanks for that. Here's a fun little tidbit. Steve loves Top Gun so much that he demanded that we all do this podcast with our shirts off, like the famous volleyball scene. Oh, yeah. I, knew, I knew that was coming. I the knew volleyball that. scene. That's the one. That. You guys are much more here suits than I am. You know, the one thing I remember about that show is that I was incredibly hungover. Yeah. And we recorded on a Saturday. Because Sunday. The, it was a Sunday. Was it a Sunday? Yeah. Whatever. The great <laughs> Jeff in Cuba uh, was in town on, on business, and he's got an extremely fast, sharp mind, as you can hear on that clip. I mean, Jeff in Cuba is so, so sharp, and it took everything just to keep... Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I feel like I had a like, oh, stake well, in my head. Here's what most people don't know. We, when we record shows... 99% of the time, they are during the weekday, during work hours. Right. I think there's... So I'm only a little buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a Sunday afternoon, I think at 10 in the morning, God. before before a baseball game, because they would start... Oh, get a baseball game. <laughs> I, I think we recorded two hours of material, and I pared it down to an hour. And that was and Sean. It took me, I think, five. <laughs> had about twenty minutes. It of took me, yeah. material. I think it took me five days to edit that show. It Jeff was, showed up. Jeff has so much in his head already, but Jeff showed up just really like with his A game. And he, I remember, he had a um, a notebook in front of him with like 
dozens of pages filled with like quips. No, no, I mean, he was ready. And Spearsy, sometimes you can kind of, not that you hide behind the console, but but the console, but you can kind of sit back there. And I kind of felt like I was like in a cage with a tiger. And my head's throbbing. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I think everything I say in that is like some sort of like vaguely homoerotic. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you say you it's tell my, the same joke ten uh, times. Homoerotic. Yeah, I love Steve. that episode. Um, that was that was really nice to Jeff. <laughs> so the 20 minutes was really the same joke. <laughs> Whoops. A story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the booze talking. I'm Jeff sorry. in Cuba though is now Jeff in Germany, but we still call him Jeff in Cuba. Yeah. Yeah, we miss him. He was great. He did all those uh, Jeff Says things. Yeah. <laughs> what were they called? Because I'm Jeff in Cuba. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I wish he was coming to Vegas for Lost 80s Weekend in August. Yes, oh, actually, yeah. let me talk about our Vegas trip, because Brad Williams, who did our intro for this thing, Brad is my favorite Stuck in the 80s listener. He really is. I just love him. And we kind of talk about other stuff, too, like baseball, things like that. But Brad and I have been talking. Brad's like, basically, Sean, if you go to Vegas on... What what, what are the dates on that, August uh, 13th, 14th, and 15th. If you go to Vegas, I will, too. So I'm here to announce that I will... Be going to Las oh. Vegas this year Ooh. for the Stuck in the Vegas or Stuck in the Vegas. <laughs> stuck in the Vegas. Well, okay, it's a little tidbit. Uh, uh, the Stuck uh, in the eighties extravaganza. You know, I, I will the, be I there. I get those requests too. You know, just so you know. No, you. Pe- yes, I do. I had someone From say John that he. Stolick. No, you got one. Who said it? Who, no, who said actually, um, Chris. Chris. My new best friend, Chris. You said, made that up. This no, Chris. Chris totally messaged me and said, you know, if you go to Vegas, I might go too. He lives in California. So why won't you come? Because I'm going to Chicago the weekend before. Uh, so bogus. You should and be out know. there too. I know. We have a suite at the Mandalay Bay. Yeah, I'm not sharing a suite with you though. I'm getting my own suite. Nick's coming. Nick the, <laughs> Nick the ball-looking cat will right. be there. He would be like well, okay, babe you're not bringing your cat Very to Vegas. Very dry climate. He's going to have to do a lot of lifting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll get my own room or my own suite. I'm not sharing it with you. I don't even want to know you're going to bring that giant so where, chest of sex Where are we out. staying if I go? Where is well, we're, we're staying in Mandalay Bay. That's where the concert is. But you can stay anywhere. Mm-hmm. There's other people who are going. I think we have about 15 people going now. Wow. 15? Are they all dudes? A lot of most of them are. <laughs> oh, maybe them. I will we're, go. We're going re- to recreate the volleyball scene. Oh, man. But I will be going to Vegas. I will. So you okay, know. Okay. Well, does it bother you? I was. I was saying. I was a definite no before tonight. I'd like but some ladies. Maybe. Now that I've announced that I'm going to Vegas, I'd like some ladies to sign up. Yeah. No more guys. Will someone you know? who doesn't want to just steal your kidney. <laughs> you I'm just harvest. Kidding. You know what? I'm just saying. If we're in Vegas, and you want to harvest my kidneys? Fine. <laughs> you know what? If we I'm harvest for a his good kidney, time. I'll have the money. To Very go. good healthcare in that and town. Then we I can yeah. Go to Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's a whole other story. Someday I'll tell you about that. Oh, I had my geez. balls X-rayed in Vegas once. Did you really? No, I'm not telling the story now. I'm not. Oh my I had some bad Mai okay, Tais no. at New York, New York. They were strained through a sweat sock, and all of a sudden, my what? my kidneys locked up, and I had to go to like it's called like okay, Sunrise Nick, or Suncoast Hospital. Nick just and I had my balls X-rayed. I had my, my balls X-rayed, and then they put me on painkillers, and I was shooting an Uzi three hours later. I swear <laughs> to God, it was the weirdest thing. But I don't want to tell it now. <laughs> you don't want to tell it now. All I know That's is for- <laughs> <laughs> medical procedures in the eighties show. All I know three hundred and fifteen. But come on out to Vegas, I'll be there. You can stay in my suite. Yeah, after that suite. story, who the hell is gonna yeah. be staying with you? <laughs> 
True. Oh man, what show are we on? What so who got so who got the answer to number two? The number two trivia question. During which episode does Sean make his first appearance? You would think Sean would know, but apparently he doesn't. It so. is episode number four. Really? Wow. The Sean and Madonna show. Do you know one thing about episode number four? And and Spears and I were talking about this the other day. That is the very day that you and I met for the first very time. Very first time. Oh, so see. I wish that we had is... video of that. Yeah. I probably have a big fro. <laughs> oh, you have oh. A, I had a mustache. You had a mustache. Oh, wow. You had a mustache. And we shook hands. Our eyes probably locked like uh, Blood Brothers. <laughs> or you're like, I'm going to kill you. Time for, our, time for our next trivia question and our yes. next clip. Are you ready? Okay. Question number three. During which episode does Kathy Wass make her first appearance? And I'll tell you right now, it is as a guest, not as a co-host. Same as Sean. With that... It's the we test give you- trial. The yeah. trial period. And I, I don't even want to hear the story that's going to come after that episode. Oh, yeah. Ready? On with the countdown. Number seven. Hi, I'm Tom Jones, sports writer for the St. Petersburg Times. Anytime these two bench warmers had a sports topic for Stuck in the 80s, they called on me. Here's the best show that we did and number seven in the countdown, baseball in the 80s. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, uh, Field of Dreams, which I, which I not only say is the, uh, the greatest baseball movie, but probably the greatest sports movie, and probably one of my top five 80s movies of all, wow. all together. And I remember I didn't see it until the 90s. Um, it came on cable, and I totally missed it. Someone had, everyone had described it. You know, It's a movie about a guy who sees ghosts in his cornfield, and then the Shoeless Joe Jackson comes. And every time someone described it to me, I was like, this is the dumbest idea for a movie I've ever heard. I have, I have no desire to see this movie. And then I think one day, one day I was sick at home, and it came on, and I watched it, and I was transfixed from the, from the very first second. I, I tried to get my dad to watch this with me one time after he, he had been diagnosed with uh, muscular dystrophy, and we knew he only had five years to live. And I tried to get him to watch with me because I wanted to show him that I thought it was an important movie and that, you know, love between the father and son. And I got like halfway through it. And I know what direction it's going, and he doesn't at this point understand where it's going to go. I, I had to turn it off because yeah. there was no way I could sit through the ending of that movie. With <laughs> yeah, there, no, was, there was no way. Did I mean, he? I did been, he understand why you turned it off? I, I explained it, and he and he understood. But I don't. I, don't, I think he would. I mean, I, I just didn't want him to see me go through what I was going to have to go through if I saw the end of that movie with him. And to this day, I mean, I was playing it at my my desk the other day because I was pulling clips for the podcast, and I'm sitting there going, you know. You know, counting the seconds. Here we go. Ten, nine, eight. Then suddenly, boom, waterworks. I mean, just can't get through the ending of it. Oh, my God. What? What is it? It's my father. Ease his pain. Go the distance. It was you. No, Ray. It was you. Welcome to the trivia question and answer of first episode in which Steve cries during the podcast. That was you've cried like fifteen times on the show. Yeah, but you're that crying was now. This is so meta. <laughs> you're crying as you listen to yourself cry. <laughs> it won't be the it won't be the only time. It's like an MC Escher. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's like. The a picture of Steve, of Steve crying. Yeah. It's watching him cry. Watching Watch him cry. cry. That's all right. The people, the listeners love Steve's emotions. 
<laughs> they love his tears. His tears. They embrace him. Kathy and I are. We're, we are, are those seen, happy tissues or sad <laughs> tissues? <laughs> Kathy and I are seen as leathery. <laughs> leathery. Not in touch with our feelings. Yes, exactly. But Steve is beloved because he's not afraid to shed a few yep. in front of a nation of millions. Yep. Tom Jones, I think, did three episodes with us. He did Jones, he's great. baseball, yeah. football, and he did The Miracle on the Ice, which, is, which would have been one of my top ten picks if I, if I was standing the Talking list. Talking about weeping, I watched the documentary again just during this past The HBO Olympics. one? Yeah. Oh, and my God. I'm weeping over... Get off Hello? the table, Nick. <laughs> Go look at your balls, cat. Oh. Aren't they itching by now? <laughs> Poor Nick. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean the cat interrupted the miracle interrupted on ice. Did the miracle on ice? Where I I did. I watched it again, and I'm like, I know what happens, but yet there I am weeping in the middle of it. We have the greatest fans in the world because we were sent DVDs yeah. showing of the miracle on ice, showing the final games, showing the entire Soviet Russia uh, U.S. Oh. game, and then the gold medal game, and. But that documentary, if you ever get a chance to see it, yeah. I think it was HBO did it. Yes, I think yeah. you cannot make it through without no, crying like you a baby. You can't. It's beautiful. It Unless really you're is. Canadian. In which case <laughs> yes. and then, F you. Yeah. Winnipeg. I don't want to talk about it. We really kinda let up on our whole Canadian Canadian bashing. I really think that's where we kinda made a mistake. Do you think it was when we did the That's when we shifted Canada Finland. and the we, 80s we, one? We've declared yeah. war on Finland. Yeah. We we declare war on like the, the most benign countries, <laughs> Denmark, you know, the ones we think we can beat. Yeah, <laughs> Angola, yeah. dead, Belgium, dead, dead. Uh, Australia, formidable. Yes, I don't want to mess with Australia. Oh no! Yeah, if you look at our Facebook fan page, you, you know, we can um, we can break down our fans by country. Um, after the United States, it's Australia. Wow! Not Canada, not not Great Britain. Weird, huh? Are you serious? Yep. Hey, awesome. you were talking about like this would have been or uh, the Miracle on Ice. What about one of your favorite shows? What What's one of your favorite shows that didn't make the top ten? Uh, I was well. I really like the Oingo Boingo one, but I know like eight people oh, listen to you know, that. Oingo you know, Boingo wasn't that one of the ones we recorded two in one day? That yes. and the Cars episode. Oh. Yeah, and the Cars Ooh. suffered. I'll the tell Cars you suffered. The Oingo Boingo, which one was I was good. sad about because I really and, do you know, like the had, Cars. We had votes for Oingo Boingo. We did. Yeah. Okay. So you okay. weren't alone. My favorite episode that didn't make the top ten: New Year's Eve episode. Uh, the one we just have you did. Ever heard it, Kathy? You've never even heard that one. No. Oh, you really need to. <laughs> need to. The end is chilling. Remember, we count down, and then it just goes static, and we had people. It was almost like War of the Worlds with, like, you know, uh, or some You're going to tell me people jumped off. No, people are like, is that it? People flipped out because the end is so apocalyptic and fatalistic. Like, uh, will they be back? Yeah. Well, Listen to it. It's great. There's rumors already percolating that this might be our our last last episode, episode, number 200. It might be. Never know. Dun dun dun! All right, let's. Okay, keep so who got the uh, oh. answer to the last trivia question right? Does anyone remember what episode Kathy Wass makes her first appearance? Well, Kathy I obviously remember. knows. I know this is going to trigger a five-minute uh, diatribe. So let's just go ahead and yeah, start. Yeah, let's it. do it. Episode twenty-two, Heather's. Heather's, and I came on um, at the insistence of Gina. Actually, she wanted me on the show. And so I came. Because she said you were cooler than Gina she and me put, put together. together. She did say that. That is a quote. Wass is cooler than Steve and Gina I, put together. Okay, thank that. you. Thank you. 
So, uh, like you, when I did the episode, this was the first time I had ever met Steve. And what number well. is that? I'm sorry. 22. 22. 22. And he was such a. You hated him. I hated him. He didn't want to do the episode. It was kind of Gina pushing it. And so I came on, you know, to do it. And he was just a jerk. All right, let's keep it going, baby. Let's go. Here's the next trivia question and then the next clip. Question number four. Which episode was Gina Vivanetto's last show on Stuck in the 80s? Mull that over for a while while you listen to the next clip in our top ten countdown. Number six. Hey everybody, it's Stephanie Hayes, guest host of Stuck in the 80s on such fan favorites as New Kids on the Block featuring the sexy Danny Wood. They might be giants when that one dude was mean to me. And Chick Flicks of the 80s with Vegas Girlfriend, who we don't mention by name around Steve anymore. You know, people always ask me, what are Sean and Steve like in person? And, you know, I... I all joking aside, you know, Steve is a really nice guy. He's sweet. You know, he comes to me with his problems, and I can come to him with mine. We have really nice talks, you know, sometimes slow walks to the lunchroom. He's a really good guy. And Sean is super fat. Anyway, back to the countdown. Number six on the Stuck in the 80s top ten is Sean and Steve's visit with Deborah Gibson. Now you you seem like you were pretty mature as a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. I was and I wasn't. I want here's what I want to ask you. Yeah. All right. So you see all the this is the we're in the, the this is a TMZ nation now, right? Mm-hmm. And you see all these these uh, these young kids doing stuff and they're all getting really wild. When you were that young, were you pretty wild? But I mean, your 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 public persona. I mean, were you like? No. no. See, that's what I was going to say when you there said there were no mountains of blow anywhere. At any no, sort I've of... never touched a drug. I've actually never been drunk in my life. Come on! I've never had a whole drink. I don't like alcohol. I don't like any of that. Never had a drink. No. no. Dr- oh my god. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Your nope. halo looks awesome. Thank you. Is it glowing? It is. It's, it <laughs> looks great. Wow. No kidding. But more importantly, see how does my skin look? Amazing. You're, you're, yeah. Did you have a spot treatment? No, no, I just clean living. You know what I mean? Like, seriously? I look like shit. Yeah, no, no, I, I, look, I, I look. There's a reason that we look like we're in our deathbed. <laughs> Do you believe that? That she's yeah. never had a drink? I knew there was a reason I didn't like her. She's sober. You know, I, I she was, looked great. <laughs> she looks so She looked good. fantastic. And you know, the thing is, I was like, I really had something going with her in that interview. And then when we went to pose for a picture after the damn interview, <laughs> she was all over you. Don't laugh at me, Spears. Uh, you know, there's so, there's so many weird... He's got mischievous look in his There's eye. so many great things about this episode. Not that was true. a good episode. That was good. I was yeah, trying was. to like do some of the Daily Charm. That was fun. It didn't really work. That was one of the first times I remember really thinking we've really kind of arrived when we have Debbie Gibson in our studio. Yeah. Yeah, that and was she good. gave us like an hour. She was it's great. It's the longest interview we've ever done. Wow. She was great. That's weird. I don't know. Stan Ridgway was like good 45 minutes, oh, too. That, I, yeah. that was another one. I mean, Andy Taylor might have been 45 minutes. We've had a couple people who've been really generous. You guys interviewed Andy Taylor? Yeah. No, you did. You and me. 
<laughs> really? We yeah. interviewed Andy yeah. Ridgway. Actually, I interviewed Andy Taylor at the top of the Sony building. Yeah, like, hey, that's my earlier yeah. life. It's all right. Fine. Heard the story about ten times. I just stalked. I just stalked Duran Duran. I never got to yeah. actually interview. All right, let's no, keep no. it moving. I'm not a bastard. I'm just. Yeah, you know, you're a goddamn bastard. <laughs> no, it's, I can't. Te- you can tease me, but I can't. You're just nah, a bad drunk. You, oh, come on. I'm not what drunk. are you picking off the last hair on your leg there? <laughs> oh my god, Lonnie. <laughs> but you right, let's keep it moving. Okay, let's go. Who knows? Whoever got who? Who got the? Oh, the last oh, question. Gina's last show. Um, show was, I think, the hair and fashion. It show. was okay. episode twenty-seven. Was the hair fashion? And fashion. Yeah. God, oh, that my. sounds dreadful. It was. It was not our best effort. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really translate. There's not like well, a it's whole a visual, lot. It's yeah, visual. it's visual. It's visual. Exactly. You're hey, not you know, going to have a lot of music clips. With back that. at episode twenty-seven, we didn't know there'd be a twenty-eight. <laughs> we were we were yeah. we were doing stuff like music in the eighties. Movies in the eighties as, as entire yeah. as, shows yeah. were like as no. we're like, who knew that like like five years that, later we'd be still yeah. kicking around? Yeah. So we didn't know there was going to be a two hundred. You ready for qu- trivia question number five? Fire yeah. away. number five. Name the former Times f- TV critic who co-hosted the Miami Vice episode. Stew on that for a while, and we'll hit you with another clip in our top ten countdown. Number five. Hey gang, it's the Forever Fiance. People often wonder why Sean and I aren't married yet. Well, frankly, it's because I'm still trying to get in Spearsy's pants. Anyway, here's the number five show on the countdown, ACDC versus Guns N' Roses, also known as the Mama No episode. I swear, if I have to listen to that story one more time, I'm going to kick somebody in the ass. But when I was uh, 17 years old, I was a foreign exchange student, like Long Duck Dong and 16 Candles. I was a foreign <laughs> exchange student to Norway. Have I told a Norway story before? No, no. And uh, I stayed no. with a host family uh, of, of, of healthy Norwegians, all very, very attractive. And there was Mona, the mom, who never wore a bra, and she had tremendously large boobs, and she was there, you know, always walking around, <laughs> but with the shirt on. Okay. You know, pay attention to that. There's a little <laughs> foreshadowing. And then the father was Bjorn, of course. <laughs> and he was, you know, he was a pretty sharp dude. He wasn't never really sure of me. He's like, you're a dreamer. <laughs> you're a dreamer, Daly. I'm not going to do a Norwegian <laughs> accent, but... Yeah, you, it sort of sounds more Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was Tor, my host brother, who I slept with. Tor? In his room. <laughs> Tor, T-O-R. And he was he's 13. And then there was 15-year-old Trina, who looked like she was about 30. Sweet. And Trina was, I mean, no, no exaggeration. I mean, she was like Playboy material. I mean, unbelievable. And Trina and all her friends would always prance around in the nude. No. Yeah. And then, well, they'd have thongs on. And in fact, the first day I was there <laughs> staying with them, this beautiful summer day, and like they always ate outside. The Norwegians are very outdoorsy people, you know? And so Mona's like, Sean, bring the potatoes to the outside dining, you know, area. Is that a code so I, No, that's so why I actually came out with the potatoes. I almost pulled like a Jack Tripper because when I came out, Trina would say like, "Oh, yeah, do a lot," you know, and, and her and her her she's naked, she's topless, she's all tan, blonde. I mean, unbelievable, like a Jane Mansfield or a Marilyn Monroe. Sweet. So anyway, um, she had a boyfriend named Fruta. Fruta and Fruta weighed about forty pounds, and his stringy, really ugly son of a gun, Fruta. You know, little, you know, and scrawny. You can see his ribs, you know. And here he is with this buxom, beautiful blonde. But Fruta loved ACDC, not Brian Johnson, but only Bon Scott. 
And so Trina was making this beautiful hand-knit Norwegian sweater. I mean, this thing would probably go for like a thousand bucks anywhere else. But it was this black and white sweater. But on the front, she had knitted. Part of the design was Bon Scott, R.I.P. <laughs> and there was a drip of blood oh, coming off the page. But this tri- beautiful Norwegian. <laughs> and she was with this ridiculous slogan on the front. It should you know? have been a drip of vomit, if anything. So uh, I was really jealous about that. So like Fruta and I would battle, you know, and and I'd be and and, and I'd be like, ah, oh, Brian Johnson. He'd be like, no, Bon Scott, you know. And then he taught taunt me with his 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 you know Bon Scott sweater, you know. And he knew that I kind of had my eyes on on Trina. She was hot. Don't pay attention to the fifteen year old thing. Nothing <laughs> bad happened. But anyway, halfway through my visit, I'm almost done with the story. Halfway through my visit, Trina comes out one day. And she's topless, and we're in the living room, and I'm watching like some sitcom or something like that. And Mona's there, the mom, and you know I'm like, Auga, you know, my you know cartoon <laughs> eyes, you know, like you know tongue uh, out. And Mona yells at Trina and says something like Yahundu la kala, and she says, "Mama, no!" And she covers up her boobs, and she ran back and put a shirt on. But ever after, after "Mama, no," <laughs> she uh, never, I never topless again. Really? And then I felt kind of lecherous. There it is. And it's the oddest form, the Norway story. Oh, my God. I swear that's so much fun to listen to. I know. Oh, man. I can't get enough of that story, really. Oh, I learned something boy. new every well, time. Well, maybe I'm not the forever fiancé. Give me a couple years. Like oh, that, poor I, don't, I didn't remember that the mom was Mona and that she also had huge uh, chesticles. Yeah. yeah, she did. Her, 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 well, her it's genetic. Were, her nips were always stimulated, too. She was pretty. It's I mean, cool. this family was beautiful, you know? In the, the suburb of Grorud. <laughs> the Oslo suburb that's the of same, Grorud. That's the same noise I'm going to be making later tonight. <laughs> it's hey, of and a shout out to uh, my extremely patient forever fiance with yeah. uh, probably the funniest intro for us. Yeah, she, I, I, have to, I, I like her intro the best. Yeah, I'll she, give, she wrote that. Her. She put in the little the, the, the Spearsies pants. Yeah. But yeah, the Norway story has really taken off. Of course, Mama No, I, we never thought it would become kind of the catchphrase. The catchphrase, really. The catch- well, catchphrase. we have a lot of them. We have a lot yeah, of them. We, yeah, it's we still, it's still, that's the signature one. But every right? now and then, like, like, puppies is pretty big. Puppies, puppies, puppies. We had Fantastic yeah. for a while. Yours. Yeah, but there's... Dare I say classic. classic. People still bring that yeah. up, too. But <laughs> this is totally random, but I have to tell you, it's my little secret. Uh-oh. Oh. If you you could probably um one day like hack into my uh personal account. But you know these mama no. Yes, I totally use mama no on this one thing and when I get into the account it has this little picture of a fox. And really? It says mama no. Oh, like, oh. I'm touched. Yes. That's beautiful. Yes. Well, you know, with Facebook every I went on and I tried to uh I don't want to give out their name, but I tried to track them down. And there's a couple of possible matches yeah. out there yeah, but, but it's weird i tell you the the fallout from that is i think uh after i left norway it was 1987 there maybe there was a couple letters back and forth and then for such this pivotal summer of my youth yeah and this is kind of like me the the shallow part of me like i kind of you know we stopped uh you know keeping in touch but maybe now, as I as I hit forty, maybe I should try to reach out and find. Yeah, don't Tor tell her Trina. about the podcast. It's Mama, no, it's true though. Mama I mean, no. I, I think that you do fall apart from fall away from people who that you knew at at that point in your life, and it lasts yeah. about ten or fifteen years. And then about now, I mean, yeah. it started happening with my last high school reunion. You suddenly started getting back together with these oh, people totally. that. 
you thought you know that were real oh. pivotal, or or people that you might have had a feud with, and suddenly it's like all is forgiven. It's it's a great it, it's almost a great age to live in now, almost as much as it was oh. when we were teenagers, because now everyone's like they put the petty stuff aside. Yeah. There's not as much. I had a, absolutely. I mean, social networking is unbelievable. Right. Way. It really and is. And I will. I'll give a plug too for stuck in the '80s. Like we're out there on iTunes, and you yeah. can get us on the TampaBay.com. I mean, through that, I mean, a lot of people like, hey, you know, I just heard your show. I mean, people from my past just totally ran me here in the show, and then all of a sudden, oh my God, Sean Daly, you yeah. know. So yeah. it's pretty amazing. So sooner or later, yeah, Trina. we will have Trina's right. side of the story. Oh, no. That would be great. It would. It would be good. We're, we, you know, and we should tell them too. I, I often, talk, I often talk about. Can you imagine how much we could spend? How much we could charge for the sound clip of Trina saying <laughs> "Mama No"? <laughs> That'd be awesome. We'll never have to work again. Yeah, you know, woo. and we were also. We'll tell you right now, trying to get a young woman. To uh, do one of our intros, and her name is Natalie Diffenbaugh. Yay, finally I can say drink! Drink, 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 blue eyes are not bright, as stars when they're shining on me. Drink, drink, drink. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Natalie and I still have some things to work out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. but anyway, yeah, I mean, we would love, yeah, Trina saying mama no, I think the world would probably just implode after that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that is, uh, you know, and I'll tell you, I have never put that um, story on down the paper. I, you know, a lot of times, I know. you know, I, I kind of tell, you know, writing at the, the newspaper, you write these autobiographical stories, but I've never written the Mom and No story. It'll come it's out only someday. in its oral form, form, so to speak. Yeah. So there you go. I'm glad, and I'm really touched that uh, the listeners uh, voted that um, on our yes. top ten. So yeah, absolutely. You knew it was going to be there. You never know. We've got 200 of these bad boys. And by the way, that is the oldest. That was the oldest. That was the oldest. What number was that? I think it's number 31. Wow. Wow. Mama, no. 2006. And it's amazing how we have, we're on 200 and these people are still finding us. Oh, yeah. But everyone gets Mama, no. Or they go back and then they they try to track it down. Like, where is that catchphrase coming from? I'm still baffled by the baloney. Baloney. Oh, like, that was so I can't believe we were stumped. We were like, who, who said baloney? And that was, the, that was the first time we really realized that people were following this almost like a, a cereal. People know it better than... It's, it's weird, and we'll get to it later on, because one of the trivia questions involves some of our old stories, and there's people who bring up stories that even I don't remember anymore. But, um, but to answer your, the previous trivia question, oh my God, the, like if I drink any more wild turkey, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like the Purple Rain podcast all over again. Oh, no. Maybe we gotta like, keep you. Hey, <laughs> we can't coke yeah, because I gotta sing "Baby of a Star" next. <laughs> oh God! You sound like Bob Dylan. Oh. What the hell? Oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> you know, people give us crap because they say this isn't episode two hundred because, technically speaking, the Corey Haim episode appears twice because I had to fix the audio. But Purple Rain is the uh, the podcast that we did that we never uploaded to iTunes. So that's an Easter egg oh. still. Yeah. You can okay. find it. You have to really know where to find it, but it's I know. there. It's, I know. You don't want to listen to it. You're is it okay, hidden on the Stuck in the 80s blog? It's on the blog somewhere. You have to find it. Really? Yep. Oh, that's kind of fun. I don't even know where to it's find it. It's so that. bad. I think oh. you were more trash than I was. I think we need to do another I movie oh, yeah. one. The Halloween episode. You were trash. I want to do a movie one. I haven't done one We'll do yet. Goonies or something. The, the Goon- will you do Goonies? Yeah. <gasps> it's right up we there. have it. We, we have heard it Goonies. here. It's probably my copy Friend of the Miami Spice. It's okay. my copy, son of a bitch. The Halloween show, I was so gone. 
Lonnie. Is it easier to watch this movie with one eye closed? Oh, my gosh. That was my I don't even remember <laughs> leaving. Oh, no. And then Purple Rain, I tried to keep it together, but uh, Vegas Girlfriend was here, and she answered the door in, like, thigh highs and... Uh, a corset, I believe. She was a I, slut. <laughs> oh, no, I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh! no, no. That really Steve hurt was Steve. Trash. I was trashed. And Purple Rain, no one, none of us knew that it was actually four and a half hours long. <laughs> it was like the that was extended, the worst. Oh, that's man. so bad. That's so but bad. Steph is here for that too, right? Steph Hayes is on yeah, that one. Yeah, she's, she's oh, the one. She is. Steph Hayes. Anyway, all right. Let's so go. The answer to the question, who is this, the uh, former Times TV critic who hosted the Miami Vice show? Chase Squires. Chase Squires. Chase Squires, and we're about to hear from Chase, yeah. right? Yep. And the next trivia question, are you ready? During which episode does Spears... Does it sound weird when I say my own name? Yeah. yeah. You, you sound like Spears? Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. He always refers to himself in the third person because he's a How do you notice ass. about Garth Brooks? Because of you. Uh-huh. Because you listen to sad, mopey music and country music all the time. Oh, God. Spears Poser. Yeah. Here we go. Oh! Baby, I'm a Let's keep it moving. <laughs> no, okay. okay moving during, along. During which episode do I tell the story of having bags of rum in my pants? <laughs> oh, wow. That's another classic. I don't remember. Stew on that one for a while. Here we go with the next in the countdown. Number four. Hey, this is Chase Squires. You may remember me from the Miami Vice episode of Stuck in the 80s. Just like you, I am firmly stuck in the 80s. Back then when I had hair, it was white with black polka dots. Rock on. I'm here to introduce the number four selection, the interview with Brian Johnson of ACDC. It wailed. When you make an album like Back in Black, you gotta know. I mean, it's a classic. It's perfect. Well, you I have didn't to... have a clue. Did you really not? I mean, have I was a clue? just so desperately trying to write the, the words down as fast as I could because the next day, the next track would be ready. Right here, you go. Write the one with this one. It's called Hell's Bells. What's it about? <laughs> we don't know. Just Hell's Bells. <laughs> and oh, yeah, they great. came out. Any ideas? Nah. Oh, and I, that, like for that one, I was sitting in my room. Well, a room, more, it was more like a cell. You know, little concrete cells on the beach. And, um, and, and this big thunderstorm came in, and I was going, oh, hang on a minute. And I'm, I'm rolling thunder. Then it pissed down with rain. You know, I'm pouring rain. Oh, and then the wind picked up, and I just, well, I'm coming on like a hurricane. And that was the end of it, really. That was the, it was dead easy after that. I just, uh, just got going. Oh, man. I remember having chills while he was telling that story. I mean, just running up and down my body. And I, I'm having him right now, too, but I think it's alcohol poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that was, I think, the very first pot, one of the very first podcasts where Sean and I, when it was over, I think we rolled on the floor like a couple of you know yeah, flea-ridden we, we, dogs. Yeah, we took off all our clothes and rolled around on the floor. Yeah. And no, we kept looking at each other because there's all these great moments. Go back and listen to this show. What number is it? It's episode number 90 from the year 2007. There's all these great reveals about the writing of, um, of Hell's Bells, right? Um, bon, there's details about Bon Scott. There's a, details about Bon Scott, and he's very, very reverent for the late Bon Scott. Frutas. <laughs> Frutas preferred ACDC frontman. But also he talks about getting <laughs> inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and he taking the piss out of you, too. 
Who got the answer to uh, the question, what episode do I have bags of rum in my pants? I don't remember what episode, but that that story was hilarious. It's episode number 65, The Police Synchronicity. That's Very right. It's when I went to the Sting concert in yes. Gainesville. How that was another good that? show. That's a really good it's show. It's a really good show. And, nope. it, and we had some votes for that being on the list. Okay. You ready for the next question? The yes. next yes. question is, name, and you should know this by now. We've just told the story. Name the Norwegian girl and her boyfriend <laughs> behind the whole Mama No story. That one should really not require any time at all, but we will play the next clip in the meantime anyway. Uh, drinks anyone? Number three. Hi, this is David Peterkovsky from Oakland, California. I'm the so-called genius behind the opening credits and the guy who gives Sean grief for the show not having enough content, even though I love trouser humor as much as the next guy. The number three show on the Stuck in the 80s countdown is the John Hughes Tribute. I got to think that John Candy's death had to play a role in this, too. I I think a lot of the people that that meant something to him... um, their careers moved on. They grew up. They couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't well, be. They couldn't be the the people that they were when he worked with them. And yeah. I think he just failed to find that next uh, group of inspirational actors to work with. And I think he had told the stories he wanted to tell. I mean, to some degree, Stuck in Eighties will reach a day someday where we will all have told the stories we want to tell, and then it'll be time to what. What am I gonna do with my free time? <sighs> well, once we once we've told the stories, then that's it. And then you 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 know you close up shop, you turn off the lights, and and you go Jesus. and you find. Oh my god! Is this our bit? Oh my god! No, I'm just saying. You're really Next, you're gonna tell us we're done. Yeah, yeah this yeah, is it. Bring it up. 176 shows. <laughs> Steve, did you cry during the John Hughes show? Um. I don't think I cried during the show. I cried when I built the montage for the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah it's your best montage. Yeah, um, absolutely. I spent a lot of time, generally speaking, like a really good Stuck in the 80s episode takes about eight hours of editing to do, especially if it involves a lot of clips and a montage. And this one in particular, just, I mean, I just, I lost it a couple times. Can I just take a poignant moment to... Thank you so much, because I don't know if our listeners know how much time you devote to this. I mean, if they had any idea how many hours you spend to give them this entertainment. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we, uh, you know, we kind of put this out there and, it, and it's free. And sometimes, I, you know, I do the, the, the mock anger thing, like when people don't like a show. But, you know, I come in there. And I do 45 minutes of, you know, my, my antics and stuff. But then Steve has to take it. And Steve, uh, Steve's on the fourth floor of the St. Pete Times. I'm on the third. And so Steve will call down and say, hey, come up and listen to this. But, I mean, it literally, you're giving up your weekends to come in and produce this. And the one thing I always hear from people is, um, is how good the show sounds. If you listen to other podcasts, I mean, people don't go that extra mile. And so Steve's always doing this great production. And even if it's, <laughs> we joke about WOPAD or Weird Science, but even if it's a crummy episode, uh, Steve still produces the ever-loving hell out of it, you know, until everything's good. And he'll go, if something's wrong, a lot of times he'll go back and redo it. So, I, I'm, I mean, I'm not looking to curry favor with people, but no. they should know that, um, I mean, you know. Yeah. I'm seriously going to demand a breathalyzer from both of you. <laughs> 
before we continue. Oh my god, I know this has never been. There's never been this. No, we. I, I've given. I've given him no. props before, but, but yeah, yeah, Steve does a lot of I mean, work on it. I mean, it's easy for me to do, you know. And I hop in my limo and I go off, you know. But he <laughs> he toils away in his yeah. Sanford Sun truck, and uh, you know. So we do appreciate it, my friend. It's yes. fun. And and before I took it over, the maestro here. Yes. 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 He and I would sit. He and I would sit at his office. And he had an office like Dan Aykroyd did in Spies Like Us. Yes, <laughs> he oh my did. God, it was. It, it was, was just awesome. like that. I was going to give your family the Disney Channel for free. <laughs> but you can forget about it now. But he and I would sit in there for hours. And everything I learned about editing audio, I learned from Dave Morrison. Yep. And he would li- I would literally oh. watch him edit every single show that we did. Yeah. And we would sit there for hours and hours and hours. And just, well, if our bosses are listening, for minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and... um and we would sit there and we'd go through stuff and we'd talk about clips and fading and and levels and all this kind of stuff and and that it's it's because of Dave that the the show yeah. really sounds great. Yeah. Let's all hug. Let's I all know. do naked hug. Let's we, just drop uh, our pants and do a naked we hug. Miss yeah. you, Dave. We can all wait out into the waters of Lake Utopia. <laughs> someone I brought someone over here the other day and they're like, "Is this Lake Utopia? Are you serious?" Yeah, I was like, "Yes, yeah, is it?" And they're like, "Yes, it's really, it's really not a lake." And is this it? is I'm, where they'll find you. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Floating, <laughs> me floating up there with a couple of baloney boats. <laughs> so sad. Baloney. So who, who got the answer to the? Uh, everyone get the answer to the last question. Who was the Norwegian girl and what was her boyfriend's name? Yes, Trina and Fruta. 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 Oh, come on. I'm gonna name Fruta. my firstborn son Fruta. Fruta. He's a good in guy. honor of the mama. He's now. a good guy. I'm not having kids. I wonder anymore. if he still has his Bon Scott R.I.P. He I hope sweaters. he does. I hope he does. Unless my he biggest sold it regret, on eBay. maybe they'll show up in the mail one day. That'd be awesome. <laughs> my biggest regret is that my mom once made me a bed pillow cover <laughs> that had Kiss, the four faces of Kiss Aww, on it. That's nice. Um, is that your biggest regret that she made it, or no, that you no, don't that have I, it? That I don't have it anymore. <laughs> I wish I had. I I would love to have it, and I think I told the story in the St. Pete Times. A, f- oh. a few months ago, about when I finally got to see Kiss after having not seen him for thirty years, oh. and I talked about I the pillowcase cover. Him. Did you go I, to that show at the St. Pete Times Forum? Yeah, with Condo Girl. That's you took Condo Girl and not me, who would have totally loved. You're it. not into Kiss. Oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> you're not. You're cut off at this point. Oh no, no, you do not. No understand. more organic vodka for the no. Waster. Okay, you don't understand how much I. Hello, member of the Kiss Army. No, you're not. Yeah, I was. Total. And, uh, yeah. Peter Chris is the reason why I have a lifelong obsession with drummers. <laughs> there's a t-shirt there. <laughs> there's a t-shirt right there. You guys there. ready for the next question? Let's do it. How many members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame have been interviewed on Stuck in the 80s and named them? Stew on that a while. I keep saying stew on that. I'm stewed. That's why. You're stewed. That's Think why. about that for a while while we play you the next clip. Number two. Hi, everybody. It's Steve's old flame. I'm back to announce that Steve and I have reunited. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not true. We're not back together. We're not? No. Is it because I have a little something special? No. It's because I gave you my heart. and You gave me a video camera. That hurts, Steve, deep down into my gonads. Just record the intro. Fine. Here's the number two show on our list. The breakup episode with that bitch Debbie Foreman. <laughs> I'll get you Debbie Foreman if it's the last thing I do. Hey, 
it's a horrible topic to, to say what is your favorite breakup scene, but but one of my favorite breakup scenes of all time, probably probably my number one, is the one in Valley Girl where you break up with Nick Cage outside your family door and it's an incredibly emotional scene. What what do you um was there anything behind that? Um um, like I said, I only speak for myself. I found it difficult to do the scene because I had feelings for Nick, and I had never experienced. Um, you know, I think deep down I didn't want to be breaking up with him, and I didn't even want to even go there. I thought, oh, you know, to to predestine my myself. So I think I was struggling with it. I was really resisting the whole experience. Even in my body language at the door, you can see I was really resisting it in my eyes and my body language. And um, the way I was even um, barely poking myself out that door, just it was uncomfortable beyond means. And... Uh, the director kept, you know, pulling us aside and talking to us, and she would share notes with Nick, and then she would share notes with myself, and I think that was the longest we'd spent on any scene was that scene, because, you know, we only had so much footage. It was a low-budget film. They only gave us so many um, takes per um, scene anyway and per shot, and uh, it's just, it was a struggle. And it's just, and even when I watch it now, I go, "Wow, it's so uncomfortable." And then, I, and I also say, "Well, how would I have done it differently?" Well, I wouldn't have done it any differently because I didn't know anything else other than what I was giving. You give you give them the most painful lines, the most painful words known to uh, the English language, which is basically, "I don't love you anymore," and it kind of strikes a strikes a chord with me. I, I mean, I heard those same words like three days ago. I think as a young person, when you're really young, you're in junior high, you're in high school, you say things that you don't really mean, and you don't really understand the impact of the words. And then when we become adults, we do have an understanding of those words. We do have an understanding of the impact. And so I think it's important to take responsibility for what we say, right? So there's a big difference between the two between what, what happened with you and what may or may not happen in a movie or being really young but way back then when we're in sure, high school. Yeah. High. From my heart, I'm deeply sorry that this happened to you. Um, but on the other hand, congratulations, because you're going to do some things that you've never done in your life, period. It's going to make you uh, become courageous in 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 meetings and on the phone and in email and in person with people in your future because this happened. So I know you can't, like I said in the beginning of the interview, you can't wrap your brain around it because there's time that was involved with this person and and you have to sort of go through those emotions to get, you know, to cleanse it all out of you. But in the end, you're going to, something's huge going to happen with you. That really means a lot. I appreciate that. But for now, we'll go on living separate lives. Yes, for now, we'll go on living separate Separate Lives is actually how we ended that podcast, by the way. Yes. Really? Yep. Yeah. 
Let me go back to the um, our little intro there. Uh, what's up with the video camera? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know the line from uh, "Say Anything." You know, you, I gave you my heart. You, you gave, gave me, me a, a pen. pen. Right. When um, Vegas girlfriend and I broke up, she it was right before my birth. In fact, it's been a year. It was June two thousand nine. Oh, this is the year anniversary of that. Yeah, yep. of the breakup. So, yeah. And so, of me coming back. Yeah. Coincidence? I think Maybe. not. Just when he needed you most. Yes. I was so. here like a bad penny. <laughs> so um, when we broke up, uh, I guess it was right before my birthday. And she'd already bought me my birthday present, curiously. And it was a video camera. And so she asked me after we broke up, do you still want your birthday present? Or do you want me to return it? And she's like, it's a video camera. So I, I said, well, originally I thought, you know, take it back. I don't want it. Yeah. Like, I don't want, I don't want there to be something in my house that reminds me of you. And then as time went on, I thought, but I didn't say that right away. I, I, I stewed on it for a couple of days, and then I said, no, nah, send it to me by all means. Because if anybody should, like, if, I mean, worst case scenario, I sell it, you know, and recuperate, like, $300 of the Was money Was that video camera for you guys to film each other <laughs> boinking? I'm sure it would have been oh, Yeah, like I'm the only one in the room thinking that. <laughs> oh. I wouldn't want to see myself doing it. You know what? My scrawny non-existent Oh my god, ass. I don't ever <laughs> want to see that. You know I what? don't think anyone in the world wants to see Shut that. up! No, I That was my... What about seeing you doing? Seeing it? us. You know, really. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Sean Kathy sex You know, we have a video camera you. set up right there. Oh. The oh. red light, it's aimed right at your crotch, too. You guys ready for question number nine on yeah. the countdown? Here Bring we go. It. Sean normally gives the full names of his past girlfriends. Why I don't know. I think it's bad, bad karma. Myself. Can yeah. you? How many of them can you name off the top of your head? Not Sean. Was. Well, I'm gonna let everyone drink and start with Natalie Diffenbaugh. Hey, hey. I appreciate that. I could two, use another drink. Two Natalie D- Diffenbaughs in one show. It's almost too much. It's too much. <laughs> well, a lot of this part of the show is too much. <laughs> what else? Come on. Uh, quick, quick, Molly quick, quick. Sherman, yes. the great Molly Sherman. We had uh, Julie Rothera. Yeah. Uh, is there more? Jamie Yerger. Right. Yeah. And, and yet, Steve, you don't. I don't. I prefer you protect to... your loved one. I do. I like to be a little bit more discreet. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the challenge. Can anybody name five? Five. Either first names or nicknames of girlfriends that I have mentioned on this show. Ready for the number one clip in the countdown? Yes. With Here we no go. Number one. Drama, let's let it roll. <laughs> number one. Hey, this is Gina Vivanetto, original co-host of Stuck in the 80s, calling you from the year 2010. You guys have got the right idea. Stay right where you are. Stuck in the 80s where the times are good. Number one on our top ten countdown, Martha Quinn. <laughs> I got to ask you, you know, when MTV started 25 years ago, well, I guess it was 26 years ago next month, um, do you think anybody at the network or even among that first group of VJs could foresee that you would really become the, the face of, of, M- of the network and really the decade? God, that's an, um, you know what? I've got to congratulate you because you are the first person to ever ask that question. Where I thought that you were going to go was, 
did you foresee that MTV would last this long, which I've heard a million times. No. <laughs> but this is a very interesting take, and may I say I like it. All right. We're off um, to a good start here. Good job, Steve. Yeah, I'm going to pass like out it. now. <laughs> God, did they foresee that I would be on the page? You know, it's funny. I, I will say that every once in a while I'll read an article, and if they're talking about the 80s, I've actually seen them referred to as the Martha Quinn years. Wow. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's incredible. It, it's amazing. No, I, I'm quite sure that nobody had any idea because, you know, I was just some goofy kid, you know, off the street, basically, and it just, it just worked out that way. So Martha Quinn is the only person we've ever actually had on the show twice. Is that a trivia question? It is not. But it is now. We have one more, though, right? We do. All right, but here first we go. We, first, we have to answer the last question. Okay. 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 Some of the, some of the uh, girls that you could have uh, answered correctly with. Lasagna Girl. Yes. It's a uh, girl I did in college. Was Nummy. that from the Genesis episode? No, that's Nummy Nummy Girl. Oh, no, Who was um, Bags of Rum Girl? Elisa. Oh, oh, like that's that a real one. name. That's a, there's Jeanette Dumped Me at Super Skate. So, uh, there's a, somebody we're gonna name here the Uber fan here in a second. Okay, and you're gonna be amazed. This person knows more about my love life than I do. So he, this person who who got all the trivia questions, pretty much, uh, names girlfriends I don't even remember. Wow. wow, that's impressive. He names girls I haven't even gone out with yet. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Wass. Yeah. Yeah. Dream on. Forever fiance. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie oh. Hayes. Yeah, Vegas girlfriend, obviously. Doctor Feelgood, and you know the, th the sad thing is, I'd be more upset if you dated Stephanie Hayes than if you dated Forever Fiance. I was just on. Doctor Feelgood and Condo Girl would have been other acceptable yes, answers. Last question. I swear, we're not going to torture anymore because we need to go like a strip club next door tonight. The 200th episode of Second Eighties marks the uh, third time that we've recorded a show in the lair. Yes. First time for Kathy. Yes. She'll never um, do it again. Never. Um, Absolutely. Name the other two instances and who was the female co-host uh, who was present. And bonus question, if you can even name other people who might have also been here. Oh, my gosh. Now, I have been to the lair, but that wasn't recorded. Yes, I know you've been to the lair. <laughs> well, it was recorded, but you don't know about yeah. it yet. Oh, Spaderfest. No, it's on uh, RedTube.com. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right, the two shows porn. that were recorded here were Purple Rain and Halloween. And, and Halloween. The commentaries, not yes. not the shows, not the podcast. The yeah, um, Stephanie Hayes was here. Vegas girlfriend was here for one of them. You had a friend who was Jessica. on the mic. Jessica was here. Am I forgetting somebody? Nope, that's it. God, I was ripped. So I was gonna say, don't look at me. I wasn't here. Yeah, long you nights. Been. You could have been like stealing my wallet. I, I know. No. <laughs> Do you still have Dave your Morrison wallet? was here for that. The Maestro yeah, was here for both for all yeah. three. And now. he regrets every moment. Did, of were it. we recording the night you showed me your balls? <laughs> <laughs> so no. many secrets. No. <laughs> that was a terrible night. Oh, that's oh, so I'm bad. Sitting on the couch, all of a sudden you're doing this little dance. Like, hey, look at me. I'm a little elf. And then all of a sudden, meow. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I don't know either. I know. That's for episode 300. We'll delve into your. <laughs> oh. uh, We'll be dead by then. Well, listen, here we go. We've done 200 episodes. It really feels like 
two years of our time. <laughs> and not how long <laughs> is it tonight? Just, just this episode, really. Uh, and I hope we do another 200. <laughs> I can't imagine how we're, we're not feeling. doing a clip show for the next one time. Though. <laughs> no, um, no. I'd like to thank you, Gina, who was my original co host, who yeah. got the Don't ball you owe her residuals? Has she yeah. like sued you yet? <laughs> Two dollars. <laughs> Two dollars. Yeah, because we've made so much money. Yeah. Off of this. You want to thank me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean really, the show, the show took off when when it became the sausage hang. We've had what some. What about yeah, me? We, no, we're, I'm we've had some you. ups and downs. Be patience. Yeah. I mean, um, Sean joined the show. Then Kathy came on board. There was the the the, you know, the triumphant. And then, how uh, many times have we thought the show was dead? I know. And, Not and yeah, tonight. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's a very uh, good. Tonight is, uh, yes. tonight is I, silent I just, up next to Wopat. I'll just tell you that much. I felt half my drink on my journey <laughs> shirt. <laughs> I'm just glad that my last episode I was drunk. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, it's um, been a blast. It's been a ton of fun. We, we we're not going anywhere. We're gonna, we hope to be around for a very long time. And um, oh, who won our trivia contest, my friend? Oh yeah, who's very the good ultimate question. fan? Very good question. It is actually a tie, if you can believe that or a not. Tie? A tie? Impossible. <laughs> it's all right. Who won? They should have a who face off. Uh, Base note. Okay. Our, yeah. our good friend from Chicago. I love base note. And uh, David Dietrich. Both got the same amount right. Dietrich. Have Ooh. we ever shouted out his name before? Niederbeier. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys ready? Barnicky. Barnicky. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to give some other shout outs, Steve. Go ahead. I'd like to shout out to Dan Vay. You oh, love Dan Vay. Where's Dan Vay? Laurel later? Ballinger. Amy Ives. <laughs> Gary and Gilroy. Becky Rebello. Carol Jansen. Miguel Duarte. Jason Melmer. <laughs> Vicky Surplus, Jerry Ramsey, as Mono Jimenez, and Jerry Ramsey is actually Jesus Donkey. Right. Yeah. Oh. Now you give away his official name. He's going to have to <laughs> name himself again. On behalf of Kathy and Sean and Gina and Stephanie, Tom, uh, Sharon Fink. Oh yeah, Sharon Fink. Uh, Rick Steve. Gershman, all Eric Dagens, Nick, the ball licking cast, <laughs> and Steve Persaw, the ball licking. <laughs> Um, Everybody who's ever contributed one ounce of effort to Stuck in the 80s. I mean, the maestro. I mean, the ball-looking producer. (laughs) (laughs) Countless hours sweating behind the scenes, never getting any credit. Right. It's been a thankless job for five years, and we appreciate you all sticking with us. Let's all touch our things, right? (laughs) Oh. Uh, Great. I'm getting a drink. Goodbye. Good night, everybody. On behalf of all of us, we remain here, hopelessly. Stuck in the 80s. Ciao. Well, the time slips away and leaves you with nothing, mister, but boring stories of glory days. Yeah, I'll pass you by glory days. In the wind of a young girl's eye, glory days. Glory days. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for providing music for the credits. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. <laughs>